Welcome to another week of Talking Shit. I am your host with the most on the West Coast, Clay Sheffrey. And, you know, this being the third podcast, I'm determined that the third time's the charm. And I actually woke up thinking about you, buddy. Really? You don't do that every day? No, no, just today. Because I was like, you know what? I got to say his name correct today. And I thought it'd be hilarious if I went in and I said, and my my co-host, Rin Bowdwin. <laughs> that would have been good but the suspense is killing me I, i'd like to hear it one more time ryan bodwin wow I did it. holy cow thank I you did it. i did it where where's the clap track we need that in the I background i'll make sure to add that i'll edit that in here shortly <laughs> no i just I, I got it covered i got you how you doing today pal you know man i'm doing well i gotta say it's uh it's another great tuesday yesterday i technically had the day off for what is known as indigenous people's day also known as columbus day um so i, I spent all day just thinking about indians and whatnot yeah fair enough is that really what they call it yeah so there is really a, a group of people that you know they're so mad at columbus for all the indians oh. that he killed and everything so they refuse to celebrate him and so those Indians, so they're they, trying to flip, yeah, flip so, the script a little. Oh, it's it's a thing. Yeah, it's definitely Indigenous People's Day to a lot of people. So, huh. yeah, yeah, that's uh, hey, it's a good idea. Good for them. Yeah. So we got a really good show today. Uh, I thought it was going to be more interesting than it really is going to be because you started off by sending me a note about a cougar attack. And uh, I, I just immediately was having visions of vegas in my mind but no tell us tell us ryan what's going on with this cougar attack? It, it it is not one of those cougars oh, my friend I, unfortunately as as much as i enjoy a good cougar yeah um my wife is the only cougar for me these days you're a one cougar Aww. guy i'm a one cougar man and uh but this was an actual cougar not a not a mountain lion not a little pretty bobcat that you'd put a little saucer of food and milk out for at night the actual cougar in Utah that it essentially stalked a man for six minutes worth of time. Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't know what that equates to feet or miles or kilometers, but that's too many for me. Yeah, I'm looking at it is. here, and this, this cougar is, like, essentially clapping at the guy and stalking at him. Wow. It, Look, yeah. it looks like a cat Car- playing with a ball, but he's playing with a, trying to play with a guy. Yeah, it, it's it starts out with with you see a little baby cougar coming around the corner, and the guy keeps walking. He's like, "Oh, what's that?" Stops, and then Mama comes around the corner, and it's just six minutes of uh, butt puckering terror. <laughs> um, you, you know, it's one of those things where you, where your butthole puckers up a little bit. It's just it's horrible, and you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've been in a situation before where. We're not not nearly as terrifying as this but you know similar we were out in the cleveland national forest over in your neck of the woods when yeah. we lived out there just um probably about 45 minutes east of uh orange county yep and we were out we did a night hike and we were out probably a good three to four miles out in the middle of nowhere climbing up the mountain at probably 10 30 p.m and you know i have my headlamp on and I turn around and I, I kid you not, there is six sets of eyes <laughs> reflecting back off my light. And the guy I was with, you know, he's he's definitely a city urban kind of guy and not outdoorsy. He was out of his element. 
instantly he starts screaming mountain lion and you know my blood starts popping because you know, what if this is a mountain lion this is bad because there's like six of them right <laughs> um but you know luckily it turned out it was the coyotes you know i just kept making loud noises we were in it ended up getting out wasn't nearly as tense as this but i feel the pain that this guy is in well and uh i'll tell you man i have been attacked by an animal now, I, I can't tell you the exact year, but I was at the Los Angeles Petting Zoo, and I was still in diapers, and you would not believe what this duck did to me. This duck came oh my up and bit me right in the side and pulled my diaper off because he liked the smell of my diaper. So, that's I, th- I feel like I saw that video of America's Funniest Home Videos one time. Did you win that? You know, this is a second-hand account account because this is just how my mom tells it to me. (laughs) I know know you've been on The Price is Right, and so I wouldn't doubt that you've been on America's Funniest Home Videos either. I probably have. I just don't even know it, so. (laughs) Yeah, for for those of you who who have not seen the video, go go watch it if you can give some info where to find that. Oh, yeah, if anybody wants to see an amazing Price is Right show – it's funny because I'll always remember the date. It's the easiest date to remember because it, it it aired. Check this out. It it aared on o four o five o six. How cool is that? Oh wow, that is just oh, the coolest. Wow. Thing. That's so that, that's that's <laughs> like Pandora's box date, like a mummy turned over and opened out of its casket. Yeah, type thing. and it was my dad's birthday, so it was my dad's birthday, and it was that sequential date that Price is Right aired. So everyone go back and find it on YouTube. And you're classifying it as an animal attack or a, a cute little duck. No, I thought we were talking about the price is right, not the duck. We were talking about oh, the price uh, is right. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Enough. Well, speaking of the price is right in TV shows, did you see um, my boy Bill Burr on SNL this weekend? I did. I did. I uh, I, I watched it after I heard there was, there was quite a bit of controversy over his uh, little stand-up uh, monologue. And, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's... Go ahead. What do you? What, what was your take? I, I I personally like the guy. He's he's got that New England kind of swagger. Um, you know, it's definitely. I'm from New England originally, so I relate to the guy. I think his humor is very funny, and I, I'm surprised he came out swinging that hard. I, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. That's very much his style. It's it's his personality. I don't think it's an act. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm surprised on that stage he came out swinging so hard. I think anytime you bring in race to a comedy, uh, a stand-up comedy bit, and if you were the the white race and not the other race in this case, yeah, uh, you you, but, you tend to get blowback. And I don't think he said anything wrong. Uh, I just I don't I don't know if I agree with him. You know, saying that white women stole the woke movement. Uh, but I did think it was funny because I thought he was absolutely dead right that you know white women are just too much as to blame historically as white men and any of the other oppressors out there. Right. They, they were right next to them. I think the funniest part on that, on that note, when it's when you said, you know, and if you wanted to cheat with a black guy, you went and did it. But if you got caught, you just said it wasn't consensual. Right. And I'm no, like, like, Oh, that ain't fair. <laughs> that, that's <not laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it probably happened a lot more. Oh, I mean, sure. Sure. than you think, you know, yeah. uh, but, you know, on that note, too, I I don't know if you know, but his wife is African-American. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So, I mean, at what level does that give him some right to talk? Uh, 
It doesn't. It doesn't give any. Like, yeah, doesn't any? No, never? No, never? No. Even if, even though he's being educated at home? No. It, I mean, he's probably no. way more educated than I am. O- only because he's a comedian does he get that, that, that freelance, you know, that ability to say that. But that's like that. I can't remember his name. But there was this, you know, uh, white man. The white guy. The, the, the Republican uh, congressman who on the steps of the house. <laughs> well, you're no, really on, narrowing on. it down the, for me. The white the Republican. House, on the steps of the house, you know, called uh, AOC like a bitch or something like that. Just really, really rude to her. This happened a couple months ago. And then his logic was, no, you can't call me a chauvinist. I have a wife and daughter. No, just because you have a wife and daughter doesn't mean you can't be a chauvinist asshole to women. Like that's that doesn't those don't knock each other out. So Fair. having a black wife doesn't mean you can't be a racist. I'm not saying he is. Fair. I'm just saying it doesn't. Right. They don't cancel each other out. Uh, right. But again, no, I, I think on the service, you, yeah, you bring a valid point to the table. I mean, it doesn't cancel itself out. It doesn't give you really any any leg to stand on right um, and again, but I, again you know yeah. that that's the interesting i think you you hit it that his only card there is that it's comedy and, and i think that might have been one of the reasons because he does I, I listen to his podcast quite a bit yeah uh, religiously um and that's one thing he kind of constantly talks about is when is that cancel culture going to come to comedy and i think he he might have been testing the water saying hey I'm gonna throw it out there. You want to try to fucking cancel me and set the precedent that yeah. that this is what we're gonna do and comedy isn't safe anymore. Then you know, let's let's throw the I'm gonna throw the first stone and I'll be the happens. first to say that 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 can't be right. Comedy has to stay open. It has to include that stuff. It doesn't have to, but it, it's part of the, the the fabric of it. And, um, you know, and, and again, I don't think he said or did anything particularly racist. I think like you, like you're pointing out, right. He's like, Hey, test me, test the waters. How is this going to be, be taken? And he did make a really good point about, you know, black history month being shorted, right. We really should consider moving that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think he uses comedy touch comparing it to pride month, you know, and saying, you know, saying the, you know, the pride month, they, they didn't even suffer enslavement like African-Americans did yet. They get June, yeah. which is a beautiful, sunny, 30-day month versus two February. Extra <laughs> two, two extra days. Yeah, you know, sometimes one. But, I mean, come on. Well, I did everyone find... Knows what, everyone, know, everyone married man knows what sometimes means, <laughs> you know? I did find out the reason the Pride is in Pride Month is in June, but I could not find the reason why Black History Month was in February. Um, well, it's because it's only 28 days. It's cold and the sun goes down at four. Oh, so they're, like deliberately, they're deliberately trying to shorten their, their history month. I, I look, look where all the reservations are in this country. Yeah, <laughs> you think that's not a, not a, not below them? Hey, hey, American history, man. It's uh, a, a classic constant stale of broken treaties, right? Something like 300 and something treaties have been broken with the Native Americans. And things. So you're right. It's uh, yeah. Uh, maybe I mean, people need to make petition for a move, and uh, they should go for July, right? Just like yeah. just like Bill Barr was saying, <laughs> <laughs> a black gay guy can get thirty sixty one days yeah. of partying. You know, it might be uh, you know that there might not be a whole lot of um, uh, good entertainment in the world if that were to happen. But hey, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh man, so. Um, Speaking of breaking treaties. Yes. Speaking of breaking things, um, you know, the horrific news from the weekend from a sports thing. And I think this is a great little segue into our challenge uh, that for those of you at home keeping score, 
Ryan won week one because my running back did not even play. We'll also talk about this too, because I had a question about the season or the football games this week and how this is all going to play out. Uh, but this last week, Ryan had picked, uh, picked Dak Prescott and Kareem Hunt. Dak Prescott went down with what could quite easily be a career ending compound ankle fracture, dislocation, oh. etc. Um, it was disgusting. I mean, I can't imagine anyone hasn't seen it yet. Unless yeah. they don't want to see that type of thing. Right. But, oh, my God, it was so brutal. It was sideways. Yeah, it, even, like, when they showed him afterward and he's just sitting there, it just did not look the way it should. Like, his ankle, his toe was pointing the wrong direction. Well, did you see right when he looked at it and he slammed it on the ground to pop it back in place? I was like, no, oh, what are you doing? That. I didn't see that. I saw oh, him grab his, his calf. Ankle. I saw him grab his calf and, like, yeah, bang it. I did see that. Yeah, he banged it against the ground because he's probably in shock. Like, hey, mm -hmm. pop this thing, thinking mm -hmm. it was a shoulder dislocation. Absolutely. Pop it back in, get back out there. Oh, no, no popping that in. You know, I don't – that happened to a friend of ours. Um, we went to the cliffs in San Diego, and they jumped off the road. Like, it was, it was so stupid. Ugh. And they had to clear a gap, and he didn't clear it well enough. And he hit some rocks at the bottom, popped up, and – you know, it was one of those, hey, guys, I broke my ankle. And everyone was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Real funny. <laughs> he lifts his ankle out, and it looked like Dak's ankle. And just everyone's, you know, people started puking. No, I'm just kidding. But it, it was one of those moments where just, like, everyone's just like, bleh, bleh. Yeah, I'm just cringing uh, over here thinking about that stuff. It just, oh. Yeah, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, I don't wish that upon anyone. Well, what was also brutal was my Lakers destroying the Heat in Game Six, getting their first championship in the next ten in the last ten years. That's all I'm going to say on that topic because I know Ryan is rather sensitive about his Celtics. No, no, not, I, not I, even I'm going to give your I'm going to give your congratulations, congratulations to the Lakers. It, you had nothing to do with it, but as a fan, congratulations for being a fan. You know, 17 count up to us as a Celtics fan. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's time to turn on the heat. I don't think the Celtics are going to let that uh, let that slip away. We'll see what happens next year. We will. I think we the will. Celtics would have a better, better matchup. I think the Celtics, yeah, they probably could have given us a better matchup. But as soon as the Heat lost two of their, you know, starting four or starting five with Bam and um, Goran Dragic, you know, they just, they just didn't have a chance. They just couldn't match up right. anymore. So, mm -hmm. uh, And then another sad news, uh, my Padres – were also eliminated from the playoffs, being swept out by the Dodgers. And even sadder, one of their players, Tommy Pham, was stabbed the other night. Did you hear about this? Was, was it the night after they lost? The night they lost? No, it couldn't have been because it happened here in San Diego and they lost in oh, okay. Texas. So it was the next, it was the following night. I think it was like Saturday night and they lost on Friday. Um, That's brutal. What a kick in the balls. You lose you lose in the playoffs and then you get stabbed in the back. Well, and you did you read where it happened? No. Just just classic, right? Where where do you find sports athletes after a big loss? A gas lamp? Coronado? I don't know. Strip club. No way. Yeah, it happened I mean, right outside a strip club on Midway. 
So. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. Right? On Midway? Ew. That's gross. What was he doing there? I, I mean, dude. he's got to have millions of dollars. Yeah, why don't you go into Vegas? <laughs> oh, why don't you call up some strippers to your own house? Right. You have that much money. Right. I didn't even think strip clubs were open, so <laughs> I'm just super confused how that all played out. But um... I'll tell you, man, times have changed because I remember <laughs> you know, this guy's getting tons of sympathy for getting stabbed. I, I remember when I was a kid. And I don't know if you know this guy, Mo Vaughn, he was a slugger in Boston and he got in a bar fight one night and had a black eye. We went to the game the next day. He was getting booed. People were throwing stuff on the field. Their, their take on it was you're here to play baseball, not go and get in bar fights. And it's just, you know, the difference in 30 years where the fans would have show no sympathy for that and then in fact got mad at them for doing something like that it's just you know now they get granted a black guy is a little different from getting stabbed well and you know in tommy fam's defense he didn't have any game to go play the next day he's uh, he's done his season's over you know he's just a citizen at that point but yeah i mean he's he's lucky they didn't get any organs because right. his career or life could be over absolutely you know? yeah absolutely you know it, it sounded like I, I don't know what the whole story was you know but it sounded like people were fighting near his car and they got into it it's just you know yeah i just your car i just read it happened outside the street <laughs> That's all I yeah i mean <sighs> you know there's a point just mind your own business you know unless someone's getting hurt and then you know call the police that's what they're there for yep yeah all right, well, moving on, moving on. Let's talk a little bit. We're going to kind of blend two sections into one here. Um, you know, these days, I've noticed personally, the traffic has been a little less outside my house, uh, just in general. I think more people working at home. Um, but, you know, you're in a different part of the country, and I've driven across this country. You, you've experienced traffic in many different cities. So let's, let's hear your take on uh, where traffic is the best and where it might be the worst. So, yeah, I mean, I've I've lived all over the place. Maine, went to Southern California, bounced around that whole area, uh, Phoenix, Denver, Florida. So I've definitely gotten my taste of traffic. Yeah. Um, as far as I would say, you guys have it. You guys are the worst. It's, it's not the worst, but the craziest. I feel like Southern California is one of those places where if you're not going 75, 85 on that on-ramp, you're getting ran off the road. There is no way in hell you're going to survive. I think, uh, and, and I disagree. Would you agree? I'm going to disagree. No? I, uh, I, I just really? can't agree with that. Can't agree. What? I mean, I, I've lived in LA and Southern California my whole life. And I live in San Diego now. And I will say LA is a shithole, right? Like it is terrible there. The freeways are old. I mean, you have that 110, that, that yeah. on-ramp from the 5 to the 110. It's like two lanes. And I remember as a kid, my mom telling me, yeah, this is the oldest freeway in the whole United States because it was like the first one that was that was built or something like that. Uh, so I will say LA is a rat's nest and, you know, the lack of public transportation doesn't help. So I'll agree with you that LA traffic is bad. As far as San Diego and like the speed thing, I, I just don't feel it. Um, and I've driven across I, Maybe it was me. Maybe, maybe it was me that maybe. that was driving crazy. I mean, it could have been. I've been told that I'm a crazy driver. You know what I love about at least 
our freeways in San Diego is they make sense, right? We have we have four freeways that head east and west, and we have four freeways that head north and south, and it makes a perfect grid, right? Whereas like other places, it just makes, makes no sense. What were they doing when they laid this out? <laughs> you know, I think I think that's why I say that about the traffic down there is that it, it has it's way cleaner. There's more room to move than LA, and I think once those people in LA get a taste of that, they're going super fast because they're like oh man i'm not in you know gridlock traffic i can yeah you know Break zig up. and zag and be insane and that's the thing when in arizona it, the drivers out there are insanely laid back and you can always tell not even by looking at their license plate who's from southern california because they're the ones driving 85 on the freeway and they got the bernie sanders stickers on the bumper yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, I'll say this, though. At least here in Southern California, uh, we don't have any toll roads. I mean, they have some toll roads that are optional that you can take to save time, if you will. Like, if you're heading north on the 5, you can choose to take the 73, I think it is, and get over to the 405 a little quicker. But when my family and I, we took an RV road or an RV trip, so we drove, you know, 7,700 miles across the country uh, in a period of three weeks. We drove over to Washington, D.C. on the southern route, and then we drove home on the northern route. And we drove through those Rust Belt states, and my God, there was a toll road, a toll booth, every two miles. No joke. Yeah. Every two miles, you had yeah. to put $2.20 into some little stupid cup and then move on. And I had a you know a double axle, so mine was supposed to be more. <laughs> Check this out. I thought I paid them all. I really did. I thought I paid every single toll I went through. But after we got back, I get this text message like 60 days after from the guy that we rented the, the RV from. Oh, no. And he's like, how many of these notices am I going to get regarding all the tolls you didn't pay? And apparently, I blew through a couple of those and didn't pay or didn't pay the full amount or something. Wow, and they tracked you down. They tracked wow. it by the, by the license plate and because he's the owner by, via the license plate. All the notices went to him. So just be That's careful. Incredible. Yeah, no kidding. That well, tolls in itself are definitely a, a Eastern United States thing. Um, because I, I, I didn't. They don't have them in AZ, Colorado, no, um, anything like that. But definitely Maine did it. Florida did it. I know New York, all those East Coast states. I didn't know the Rust Belt. I, I don't oh, doubt terrible. it. Terrible. Um, but yeah, I'm getting used to that myself out here. It's it's pretty brutal. I'm. Not a huge fan, um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. All right, so for our last topic, we're going to talk about getting food delivered in this uh, coronavirus world. Um, you know, I read some interesting segments, articles, etc., about how every food place that's going to actually survive has gone to this delivery. Um, you know, there's Uber Eats and Postmates and whatnot. So, Ryan, I know you've used some of those. What are, what are your opinions about these food delivery services out there? Um, you know, I, we use them a lot for the most part. Um, I'm not a fan of them. I, I actually despise them, but my wife is a big fan of it, um, mainly because we have two kids. So it kind of sucks when I have to go out and get food and then she's left at home for an hour with the kids by herself. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, but I, I just, I, I don't like having to wait a, an extra 30 minutes for my food and then it shows up cold and then I pay an extra 
$20 in delivery fees. It's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I, I, can't, <clears throat> I can't wrap my head around it. We, uh, you know, we recently gated in our front yard, and we started having delivery people coming into the gate. And because we gated it, we started leaving the front door open. And Kobe, our dog, who's a pit bull, just starts going crazy on all these people. And so I was so worried one of these drivers is going to get, like, nipped or something by the dog. And I was going to get sued. Um, so I finally had to put up a, uh, you know, beware of dog sign. But I think yeah. I agree with you 100% on the fees and everything associated to the, the delivery services. Um you know, and here in California, there's there's a measure on the ballot coming up. And I, I was, you know, you're an outsider there. You're not in California seeing the ads. But uh, right now, the measure is, you know, the state of California wants to pay all of these rideshare drivers as employees. And Uber and Lyft and all the others are saying, you know, no, we can't. They have to remain independent contractors. Um, and so I had a good discussion with Esther about this. And I was wondering, you know, what's your take on that? Like, what's your, my gut reaction was to agree with the drivers and Lyft and say, yeah, they, they should be able to be paid however I want. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized, nah, they, they could do this the other way. You have an opinion on that? I mean, it's, 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 it's a sticky situation. I mean, I, I'd imagine there's a difference of opinion on both sides for, you know, each individual driver, what they want. Yeah. Um, that's a trend that's been going on for quite a few years. You know, I work for a company in, in San Diego. Right. It, you know, it's definitely a, a California thing for sure. Trendsetters over there. Uh, even if it means screwing people over. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what they did at that company. They hired everyone as contractors. Yeah. Um, well, and and they like... didn't, but they were coming into an office 40, 50 hours a week, just like a regular employee. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy to me because it's like, you know, the – the idea is, well, that if they're employees, they can get some protections, you know, they can get some sort of limited insurance, et cetera. And all, all that obviously costs Uber money, right? Or Lyft money. And then the idea being, well, then that's going to get paid down. That's going to get passed on to the consumer. And thus then the Uber or the Lyft is no cheaper than the, the taxi that we were taking a decade ago. Um, what really swayed me to say, you know what? Uber should be able to make these movements is, you know, these drivers, what do they make? 60 grand a year if they work their butt off 50, 60 hours a week as independent contractors, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but the CEO of Uber is making $45 million. That's where I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That guy, that guy can take half of his earnings and put it towards improving the life for his employees. Right. Um, you know, so there's all these yeah, ads. Ab yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I want to touch on that real quick is I, I, I don't remember what I was watching or listening to. I think it was a comedian and they were talking about, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever mm. Tyson deGrasse or whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, I think it was him maybe he was talking about how our society you know society used to be ruled by kings and they had all the power and he was relating it to how you know we we act and pretend that we're still not living in that that civilization that society but we have these CEOs that inside of their business they are very much working as a, a king yep. you know so to speak they make all the decisions they have the final say and they have an immense amount of power especially when you get up the rung to those those you know bill gates um bezos zuckerberg musk oh yeah um it's just it, it's 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 heavy when you dissect it and you know you really think about this stuff um 
It is. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, it even just relates to Trump and his taxes, right? Like I, I look at tax returns all the time and I see people like him all the time that pay, you know, less than the school teacher making 80 grand, but they literally are worth millions and millions of dollars and paid less in taxes. And it's, it's just a reflection of our, of our systems and the way that it's been you know, taken hold of. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's a it's it's a crazy crazy system that needs a, you know, I think people need to not be so selfish and understand that taxes it's not don't take it personal. Right. Quit being, you know, quit quit being a baby and taxes are for the greater good of our society. That's right. And I get it, it sucks. You're not making as much money as you brought in, but you're also helping others you're helping your home you're helping your community you're helping yourself be happy mm-hmm. um you know it's just you know people i think complain about stuff like that and you know don't look at the bigger picture of what what the, the right. effect will be. we even if our pet attacks we still are so blessed in america with everything that we have right clean water the health clean air healthy you know food that's readily available and affordable all those things are just you know you and I have never lived in a third world country and we never probably could right? because we just, we just don't know. Um, right. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was telling you. I didn't know you're going on your trip to Belize and that's where uh, Christy and I went for our honeymoon. And, you know, I was telling you, you know, be ready. It looks like it's, it, it they have a recent history of wars between mm-hmm. uh, Belize and Guatemala. Yep. And you can see that inland, you know, there's houses there that are just, foundations skeletons shells of a house there's no roof um barely any walls and and i'll tell you they are the happiest people i've ever met in my life nicest happiest um very friendly you know i didn't and it wasn't like it's i don't know how to say this like it wasn't clean it was very dirty uh there were stray dogs that were skin and bones um that were treated like you know shit they were kicked but you know it's it's it, it which is a whole thing in itself right um a cultural difference i guess if you will but you know on <laughs> besides that it was it was it was a great place and you know these people would be like yeah make sure you tell your friends you tell your friends and in my head i'm thinking oh god you don't want them here like you don't want to get <laughs> you don't want people like americans here like but then again like they're living in poverty it's tough living there yeah um and you wonder you know where where's that middle ground well let's just let's just hope this podcast can start paying us enough so we can go live there yeah i I don't know (laughs) if i'd live i'd probably go to that costa rica style yeah um, but i don't i don't know if i could do belize you know what's his name john mcafee the owner of mcafee antivirus he Right. He lives down there and uh, he got away with murder. So, that's right. you know, if that if that's your type of thing, you, you want to live cheap and Kill live people. in a place where there's not <laughs> there's just not the police presence isn't there. Yeah. You know, and it's it's I'd imagine there's some corruption if that's your thing. You know, I, that's not really I got two kids, so I don't really not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's, uh... But, you know, there's a balance to everything, you know, just like that. The, the uber thing we were talking about yeah exactly there's well and there's the the world could do for less greed the world would be a better place yeah. with less greed bottom line yeah you know? t- tell my wife that i'm pretty sure she made a plan this weekend 
where she we we've been having this argument about uber eats and i swear we ordered delivery for me to pick up and she had me go to the wrong place <laughs> and i sw- she still will tell you she didn't do she was a mistake but i swear because i was gone for an hour and a half <laughs> driving around and our food was cold and at the end of it i was like fuck it we're using uber again and her face like she was happy <laughs> And I questioned everything. I questioned her her power on me. She's got a power over me, man. Of course, she of knows she it. Does. She does. I mean, and it's like that, that that nuclear briefcase. She's got it, and it just happens to be my balls. Yeah, isn't it you true? Know? Right? Like the, the the smart wives and the good husbands who care and love their wives. They're they'll do anything. They're they're just we're just whatever you say, I will do it. Like you, there's we'll, we'll fight. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Whatever you want, that's what's happening. So. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. You know, and, you know, it's one of these days they're going to recognize how good we are. Yeah, I think they already do. They just don't want to let us know because if they let us know, then we might think about it too much. So. Oh, man, we're so fucked. We're so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Speaking of that, man, it's uh, I am uh, at the end of my rope for this morning, but uh, it was always fun. And uh, I think that concludes it for another episode of Talking Shit. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Clay. We made, well, wait, first, we made some big improvements for our listeners. We now have a website. There's only an emoji up there, but soon there will be more. Uh, so make sure to check it out. And if you have any questions or comments, please email us at talkingshit, S H H I I, at gmail.com. See you, Ryan. Thanks, Clay. Have a great day, guys. You do, buddy. See you.